Greetings, Wonder Spindles, Love Novas, Vesuvian fonts of felicitous fun. This is the plus episode with Kimberly Lafferty. This interview is a double plus. Kimberly is an old school Vajrayana Tantric teacher, a cutting edge modern day developmentalist, a homemaker, and so much more. In this three-part series of interviews, she delves into an array of astounding firsts for aliens and artists, drilling deep into the intersection of esoteric spirituality and anomalous experience. Out of body, astral, UAP, Samadhi, Satori, Sasquatch, the mystical practice of cross-dressing, and much more. If you want to hear the interview in its entirety, just become a Plus member or a patron or both. Links to both are in the show notes below. Your money goes toward a Red Rider BB gun we plan to buy, which will be used to shoot out the third eye of Jeff Bezos. Here now is the slightest smattering of this episode to wet your palate. The question is so fascinating because it ties into our sovereignty, right? After being traumatized by involuntary experiences, one thing that helps some people acquire a sense of control is feeling that they can take the steering wheel to be able to assert agency and demand parity toward a genuine relationship. But on the other hand, how this can go south, we know not what we invite into our midst sometimes. As an example, I refer listeners to Jennifer Sodini's episodes 20 and 21 on this show to hear a firsthand account of how a CE5 can go. It completely fucked her life in grave ways. I also know many people who have had profound and transformative experiences. This is a prismatic, complex puzzle. So, Kimberly, what do you advise students, experiencers, who come to you curious about conducting CE5 protocols? Can you walk us deeper into this choice point? Yeah, you bet. Well, first of all, yeah, the balance of sovereignty and surrender is the seeming paradox of that is something that I have thought about quite a bit. And more recently, I've, the past months and years, as I've started to articulate and respond to the call, actually, (laughs) I've come to a lot more peace with it. And, And this is honestly what it feels like. And I don't mean this literally, but this is what it feels like. When I follow the call, you know, basically do as I'm urged, whether it's have a baby with this man, or change your research subject from studying the development of shadow in ego consciousness, adult development, to the how meaning making of anomalous experiences is happening, right? <laughs> whether or or whether it's you know leave New York, move here, you know all of the things, all of the big decisions, I'm guided to do, I'm told to do. The more I lean into that, the more I say yes, the more I become and claim the sovereignty of my future best self. It's like I'm being guided by the others, yes, and by my future best self. And they're tied together. And I've just never been guided wrong. I've, have I made mistakes? Have I met demons? Have I seen poltergeists? Like, have I been afraid? I mean, the time I was most afraid was when I saw Sasquatch, you know, not a demon, but of course I'm not saying it's 
you know, happy roses. There's been, I've, I've had friends who have died of malnutrition in the cave trying to find enlightenment. It is a very intense practice, but in terms of the instructions and the guidance, Stuart, it's never been wrong. And I literally have lived and created and manifested with my husband. He's an extremely essential part of my Tantra. We do it together. I could not have done this alone. We do this energetically, subtle body, balancing our faults and our gifts. And like we have manifested a life beyond my wildest dreams. And I somehow do that by following the call, even though it might be difficult or scary, whether that's the call to go do something or the call to leave something. And when I tune it out and drown it out, which for me happens if I indulge too much in the wrong food or drink, I can't hear it or I don't, I get distracted by the politics of the world instead of listening. That's when the bad stuff happens. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. Kimberly, you know the rules. You can't make a cursory reference to a Sasquatch encounter as the most fearful event of your life without following up on (laughs) what the hell happened. Okay. Briefly, yeah, it was, we live in Sasquatch land in the North Cascades. Now we live in a very, literally the last house in an upper valley surrounded on all three sides by millions and millions of acres of wilderness forest. So, you know, this is Sasquatch land. And again, I wasn't looking for it, but my son and I during the the COVID, early COVID years or months had left Seattle, which was an early COVID hotbed and had come to our retreat house, which is now our full-time location now. This was about a year and a few months ago. And we went, my, um, we had all come out of lockdown. I'm, it's It's amazing to think that you know, we all can share that those memories and experiences of lockdown. And, and I was with my son and my two big Labrador dogs, and we were out on a hike close to our place where the freeway was literally closed. Like there was had been no cars and no people. I can say virtually, I mean, probably literally nobody for months and months and months. This was early spring. There was still snow on the ground. In the summer, these roads open more, but this was still winter. And we were out and I have, it was very interesting. I have to say we were, my son and I, and we were in a state. I think we had been, everything was twinkling and sparkling and we both noticed that. So I just want to share that because then maybe that has to do with why we saw it. We were just in an elevated, more subtle state of mind. And you can tell by the way things appear. Yeah. We were walking sort of on our way back to the car, quite happy and chatting. And I had an instinct, you know, one of those nudgings to put the dogs on a leash, which was really unusual considering there were no cars and nobody out here and the bears were still hibernating. But I've learned to listen, right? You do it. And so I put the dogs on the two girls on a leash and it wasn't, gosh, I don't know, five or six steps later that my son said, mom, look. And I looked up and there was a huge, so tall, massive gorilla. I mean, it was like a big gorilla shaped, but with much longer arms and much blacker and much more upright creature. And 
is only about a year ago, right? I mean, I've had a lot of anomalous experiences and heard a lot of anomalous experiences with my now, you know, one-on-one clients and with my groups, which I can answer your question about that in a minute. But what was interesting was, you know, I've done exorcisms. I've, I've dealt with demons. This thing scared the crap out of me. My body went into this terror. And was it because I was alone with my son? I had extra vigilance, the COVID energy still in that sort of, sure, absolutely. I'm sure those things affected me, but I was terrified and grabbed my son, dragged him back to the car, did not look back, did not take a picture, you know, and my son said he saw a big gorilla. I asked him to explain it before I fed him words. We both saw it and yeah, that's my Sasquatch story. Was it another dimension that we somehow peered into? Maybe. I'm not sure how Sasquatches exist. Just as we have multitudinous ideas on the origin and nature of UFOs from nuts and bolts to they are a tulpa-like manifestation of our collective intention or they're interdimensional, ultra-terrestrial, demonic, angelic, and on and on, so it is with Sasquatch. If you had to wager a bet, what would be your guess as to the nature and origin of Sasquatch? What's your best guess? Well, I find it interesting that I noted we were in a state. We were in an altered state, both of us. You know, we were marking on it before we saw the Sasquatch. And to me, that's evidence for an interdimensional or, you know, or, or a subtle, maybe he's, he's a, it exists in a more subtle body that you can only see. You know, what we've noticed is the senses change when one is coming from a more subtle body and subtle consciousness, because according to Tibetan tradition, you can't have a subtle body without a subtle mind. You, you know, you, they go together, mind and body ride in tandem, like a rider on a horse. And so when we've trained our body, you know, to be clean energetically, to have our channels open, to have our chakras flowing, you know, all of that, it can trigger a subtle state of mind and things just appear different. Our senses get supercharged. We can develop the clairs, you know, the, the powers of hearing, the powers of sight. I'm, you know, even flow state, you can make a correlation to a flow state, right? Which, of course, the artists know all about that. And so we were in a, a different state and that points to something going on outside of this gross realm. For more information on Kimberly Lafferty, check the show notes. Be sure to catch part three of our conversation with Kimberly, where she finally, finally opens up a bit with us. I mean, these first two episodes with spontaneous out-of-body experiences, a near-death satori, full-body orgasmic permeability with one's environment, Vajra Yogini fireballs appearing on tantric retreats, rainbow-bodied animals, meeting your unborn child, Tibetan monks cross-dressing to merge with the feminine divine, multiple witness encounter of a Sasquatch. That's fine, Kimberly. But can we please get to something of interest, something of substance? Stop prevaricating. Which reminds me, if you're hearing this, you're a Plus member or a patron. Either way, you're not a Minus listener. So please don't tell Minus listeners, but they do not get to hear all three episodes with Kimberly Lafferty. Plus gets three episodes, Minus gets two, okay? Plus gets three gumballs, 
Minus gets two of those very same gumballs after Plus members have chewed them to a flavorless pulp. Plus gets three French hens, Minus gets two turtle doves, but let's face it, those doves are fucking pigeons, the rats of the sky. Plus gets a third eye, Minus gets two flesh eyes with macular degeneration. Plus gets the holy trinity, Minus gets the hidden god and the malevolent god of Gnosticism. Plus gets a threesome with Nordics from the Pleiades, Minus gets a glory hole at the Pump and Munch in Plattsville. <laughs> just like the malevolent god of Gnosticism intended. So thank you for being on Plus and Patreon, you bastions of magnanimity.